Amen. Well, Father, we thank you for 2020. We thank you for a new decade. And we thank you, God, for uh, what you're doing in our midst, what you're doing in our own hearts, what you're doing in our lives. I thank you, God, that that same word, forever, is a great word for us. That, God, in a new season, there is new grace. And uh, and in your voice, God, is alive. You are speaking to us in a new season. And I pray, God, for grace, individually and corporately. God, for us to see what you are doing, because you're always doing something. And uh, that we would see what you're doing, God, and that we would have uh, freedom and courage in our hearts, just like we just saw there with Eva, that trusting stepping into a new season and god i thank you that as we say yes to you the faith that you give us just comes alive and and the word that was released during the communion time this morning as we commune together with you about a year of fruitfulness and new fruit that reuben released god we thank you for that word we receive that as the word of the lord for us in our personal lives and for this house lord and not and and i thank you god for the effect that that abundance, the spiritual abundance in this house will have on the community around us. Lord, we thank you for that. We thank you, God. We say, come, Holy Spirit, and have your way. Have your way with each of our hearts, with each of our lives. We ask you for your spirit of wisdom and revelation to be poured out on us, God, and that we would uh, just experience the fresh breath of God on our hearts and lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I just declare in 2020 over you a uh, uh, new heavenly mindsets, upgrades in the way we think, you know, um, and uh, just an upgrade in the ability to guard over your own heart. You know, that, that scripture has been highlighted to me recently. It's not what we're preaching on today, but... But guard over your heart, for out of it flows all the issues of life. Boy, what happens in here, (laughs) what happens in here affects my whole life around me, you know? What happens in here and what right here in my heart and what happens in here in my mind really affects uh, my personal life, those around me, and the people all around us wherever we go. Do you realize that? And uh, we're going to read in Isaiah 43 this morning. And, um, and, uh, but, you know, I'll, as you're turning there to Isaiah 43, uh, I want to tell you that it is not always what is happening that has the most effect on you and your life. But it is the commentary that you believe about those events. And, and, and the other thing that matters is which events you're focusing on. <laughs> Amen. We have a world that is addicted to bad news. It's bad news. It's like a drug. It's like, oh, I crave it. I'm addicted to it. I'm going to go back to it for a rush. But, man, I know what's going to happen. I'm going to feel really bad after I do it. You know, it's like... It's, a, it's like a drug addiction that really the world around us, not in the kingdom, but that the world around us has an addiction. All the news, most of the news that you ever see, this isn't even news to you. But the news that you see is always negative, isn't it? 
very seldom do you hear really good news. And and some people will tell you that they don't report the good news because it doesn't sell like the bad news. Isn't that weird? Why do we want bad news? You ever think about that? It just makes you feel bad. And and that the truth is, is that there are so many good things happening in the world today. I know this is like a real controversial statement, but there are so many good things happening every day in this world. And actually, statistics show that the world is a better place to live today, no matter where you live in it, even in there are some places, obviously, that are very dangerous to live, okay, and very hard to live. But even there, the world all around us is a better place to live, and statistically it can be measured by um, health, wealth, and um, like longevity of life. And so, um, isn't that interesting? Oh, yeah, there's a great scientific... Uh, study and a video. They, they, they put it together in a video and they can show you over the course of time how the world is improving. But you listen to the news and you think it's just going down the drain. Right? Oh, man. You know, if you listen to the news and the commentary in the news, here, if you thought about this, listen, I'm just kind of laying some groundwork for where we're going today, right, and what God is doing. That's what we're looking at. But I tell you, if you ever thought, like, you're being fed news. You ever think about this? You're being fed news. How many stories are on the news compared to how many things are happening in the world? What is the percentage? Things reported to things happening. Minuscule. It's got to be point zero 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 one, maybe. Think about it. All the things happening on our planet today when there's more people on our planet at, than at any other time in history, right? Someone even said statistically they believe that there are more Christians on the planet than there are in heaven at this point. Think about it. All the believers, because of the explosion of the population and how many people have come to Christ, that, that some believe that there's probably more Christians alive on earth well, there's more Christians alive on earth than there ever have been before. That's for sure. And some people believe that it's actually more Christians than there are in the great cloud of witnesses. That's a tipping point. That's a good word. That's a great word. And, and so when you think about who's giving you your news, somebody's picking those things and they're coming to you and they're going, here's what's happening. And then we go around to each other and rehearse it and we go, did you hear the news? This is the news. The news. Think about how we say it. This is the news. This is what there is to know. This is what's happening. There's bombs and there's plagues and there's, right? And then, you know, oh, the economy's in the drain. Wait, the economy's coming up. Yeah, we're not going to report that. You know what I'm saying? We only report it when the economy is tanking. You know, and, and so, but, it, but anyway, this is good information. Not that we become cynical, but that we understand that there is, there is better evidence out there. 
and a lot more of it. There is good, good news. And furthermore, in the kingdom of God, we are not people that life happens to. We're not people waiting around for life to happen to us. We are people that happen to the world. We are an event. We're an event. You know, there's scriptures like where the Pharisees were just fretting about about the followers of Jesus. And they were like, the whole world's gone after them. Think about what it looked like if the whole world's going to... And then, who are these men that turn the world upside down? These are people that happen. You and me are people that happen to the world around us. And what happens through us is life. 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 So many times in history, if you were alive in those times, you would surely believe that that was the last decade that was ever going to be on the planet. I imagine living, I've said this here before, but I imagine living in London when it was just being bombed in the World War. How would you think anything else? I'm thinking if I was there, I'd be thinking this is it. England is going to cease to exist. This is it. The whole place is in rubble. Look at it today. All right, so God has a plan, right? Let's read the Word of God. Isaiah 43, and um, we're going to start we're going to start we're going to I was going to start in 19, but I, I realized later we need to look at 16 and start there. Here it is. This is what the Lord says. Who's the Lord? He's the one who makes a way in the sea and a path through surging waters, who brings out the chariot and horse, the army and the mighty one together. They lie down. They do not rise again. They are extinguished, quenched like a wick. Now, here's what you have to understand, that God, when he is speaking through the prophet Isaiah to his people here, he is not just saying, hey, if there's ever some surging waters, I'm going to make a way through that. If, any, if there's ever any time that chariots and horses or anything are chasing you, I'm going to snuff them out. No, he's actually referencing things that he has done for the people of God. He's talking about the Exodus. And he's saying, remember, this is what I do. So when he says earlier, when you walk through the waters, I'll be there, he's going... I did it before. I'll do it again. I got you. Is that good news? All right. And then he says this. It's important to understand what's happening there in his message because the Hebrew people, they understood what God was saying. They had history with God. And verse verse 18 says this. Do not remember the past events. Pay no attention to things of old. Now he says that on the tale of. Now this is the thing. He's, he just reminded them. This is interesting, right? God just reminded the people that he brings them through water on dry ground. 
A surging flood, he holds it back. The horses and the chariots, he snuffs them out like a wick. He drowns them in the same water that he saved them from. Right? So obviously God's not saying, forget how I saved you. Forget my testimony. Because he just reminded him that. What he is saying is, because I do these things, don't think about the bummer stuff that's happened to you before. Don't rehearse the fact that you were once in slavery. And that, you know what I'm saying? And you know what? Have you ever been here before? That God's actually delivered you of something. He set you free. There's been breakthrough. And you're still rehearsing the trauma of the, of the journey. You're like, I'm in the promise that I'm new. But there was chariots. They were chasing us. We were standing there by the lake. And we couldn't, we didn't know what we were going to do. I, you know, I was afraid. Has anybody ever been there? Like, you know that you've been free, but you're still, your emotions and your mindset is still somewhere. Like, you haven't caught up with God's actions in your life. That he's, do, that he's done something already. He's already set you free, brought you through, you know. And I think sometimes it just takes a little bit of time. That's why I believe in uh, full salvation. I believe salvation is full salvation, body, soul, spirit. And sometimes our emotions, which we, uh, we actually like to, we're not going to preach about this today, but the emotions, we kind of like to press down because they're messy. They're no fun. Do you know what I'm saying? The thing, the thing is, it's like the beach ball in the water. Like you can push it down, but boom, as soon as you're not managing it, boom, it pops up. It's going to come up until you just drain the air out of that thing, you know? And you drain the air out of that thing when God comes in and, and he ministers to your heart where you are. When what he's done in your life sinks deep into your mind and your heart and it changes your viewpoint to catch up with what he's saying. You, how many realize you've got to sometimes realize what God has done for you before you're really conditioned to hear more about what he's going to do? Because if you're still traumatized from what God's already fixed, you know what I'm saying? You've got to let that healing catch up. And so emotional health has everything to do with what we're believing. You know? I think this is for somebody because I didn't expect to, to go. I wasn't going to dig into this part very far. But, but I do just want to say this. this. I think this is for somebody. That if that's you... And you are stuck there in, in pain or something like, you know, and where, and so here's how it works often, okay? Where you're like, God saved you from it, but the enemy's on your shoulder, and he's like, but what if it happens again? I mean, that happened, that can happen again. And you're like, I know, I don't know if it happens again. I don't know, I don't want to go through that again, you know? And, and we get, and we get stuck in that place. But what the Lord is saying to his people here and to us today, if this is for you, for all of us on some level. That, hey, listen, if I was faithful before, I'm faithful still. So I invite you, if, if, if you've got a hangover from the last season of pain or any kind of trial you've been in, things like that. You know what happens if you sit with the Lord and say, God, honestly, a lot of the reasons we don't move on past these hang-ups is because we don't actually even get honest with ourselves. I was listening to a pastor, Michael Brodeur. He, he does this, he's, he, 
he's like a pastor of pastors. The guy's amazing. He's equipped. And, um, but he, he was talking about how what he'd noticed in his life is how what he, he said, I'm really tough through crisis. And he says, and then when I stop, I've noticed that depression will set in. And then he, but he goes, but I've realized it's because I haven't actually been honest about what's been going on inside me with God. So then, so then what we do is you sit with the Lord and, and you go, you know, there's a big difference between complaining and grumbling, okay, and blaming God. <laughs> no one's ever done that. But, um, but like, and there's a big difference between that and coming to your papa and saying, hey, I'm going to be honest with you. I got kind of tore up. And, and I'm, I'm having trouble trusting you with this. What, what do you want to say to me? And he will come to you in that place and say, and he'll speak to you. He'll, he wants to reveal to us our hang-ups, what lies we're believing, right? And speak to us the truth so that we can move forward into what he's saying. And that way we're equipped to hear this. Verse 19. All right, here's the good news. Look, I'm about to do something new. Even now, it is coming. Do you not see it? Indeed, I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. A way is a path. Okay? You got to understand the word way. If you just study the word way through the scripture, oh man, it is, it is a fun study. It is a long study. It is a deep study. The word way. How many remember Jesus said, "I am the way. I am the path." Way is not just like we're in the desert and God's like, "We'll find a way." That's not. That's not what He's saying. He's saying a road. A clear, in the desert where it all, I mean, you can get lost and disoriented in the desert. It's nothing but dunes and sand and it all looks the same, you know, nothing to drink. And he, and, uh, and he says, and rivers. So this is the God who says, in, when you're disoriented and you don't know where you're going, listen, I'm going to show you a road, a path. Not just like we're gonna we're gonna figure it out. I don't even know where we're going, but we're gonna figure it out. God God's like, I am the way. So I'm I'm gonna speak to you. Alright, you're in the desert. I'm gonna speak, I'm gonna fix the two things that are really wrong in the desert. It's hard to know where you're going, and there's nothing to drink. I'm gonna make rivers and I'm gonna make a way. Come on, how many wanna receive that? For your life right now in this season. Now, the other thing that I see in 2020 for us in this, behold, I do a new thing. OK, now here's the thing. Sometimes we've done a new thing with God before. How many? How many have been walking with God for a while? OK, some of y'all been walking with God as long as I've been alive on the earth. But I've been walking with God for 20, almost 25 years When I say walking with God, I mean walking with God. Close. You know, 
And um, before that, he was pursuing me like crazy, right? You can all relate to that. Yeah, he was coming after us. Um, but, but we've had new seasons in our life. I'm gonna. This is gonna be like the quickest wrap. Okay, um, we'll we'll pick it up. We'll pick it up because we're, we're going to be digging into this new season for the next few weeks. We have Tracy next week, so come back and hear Tracy. I'm excited for what she's got for us. And um, but God is unfolding vision for us, and I'm in a minute. I'm going to tell you a little bit about where we are in our journey. So let me finish up this point. That when you when you're in a new season, I believe when God says, "Look, I am doing a new thing. I'm doing it right now." And then he says this interesting thing. Are you going to see it? Are you going to see it? This is what I love about God. Hey, if you're looking, I'll do something. That's not what he said. He said, I'm doing a new thing. Are you going to see it? I'm doing, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do I'm doing it already. I'm doing it. I'm not waiting. I just wonder, I'm just letting you know so you can look for it. Because are you going to see it? Because if I see it, then I get to be a part of it. God is always doing more than we know. The Spirit of God is like, you know, if you've noticed in the Bible, the Spirit of God, one of the, one of the analogies for the Spirit of God is wind. Do you realize that the nature of wind, that wind is not wind unless it's moving? Otherwise, it's called air. Well, God's just not moving. Well, he's like a wind and a fire. So fire is always consuming. Wind is always moving. That's the nature of God. He's always burning and he's always blowing. And, and he's moving in this day in a fresh way. Let me just highlight to you, somebody said, if you want success in your life, find out what God is doing in your day and give yourself fully to it. I don't know who said it, but it's a good word. How? Because God's always successful. He's never failed. and He's never going to. It's a good word. Okay, so how is this touching earth? Let's look around. Let's just talk about some practical things we see happening Okay, one, have you guys, has anyone noticed what's happening in what Christians, most Christians would believe, and what, like kind of the dark, one of the darkest, most worldly, is the best way to say it, places, Hollywood and the music industry. Right? You'd say that, right? It's, it's pretty worldly, at least. Very, very worldly. And... Um, and, uh, you know, but you know what's interesting? In the last few years, I have been hearing about more. Actually, I've never seen this happen all my life. But now I'm hearing about these well-known actors. And they are getting vocal for Jesus. And some of them are like new believers. So, like, you'll hear them and then you'll hear them over here. And you're kind of like, wait, what did you? I thought you were. Yeah, they're new believers, man. They're not even, they're not, you know what I mean? That fish is just caught. It's not even clean yet. You know, like, I mean, it's washed. It's washed. You know what I'm saying? It's righteous before God. But man, they've not even like been walking on the road of sanctification long. 
but they're saved, born again, and bold in their faith. Man, this guy, Chris Pratt, stood up at the Nickelodeon, like the Kids Awards, and it was a, it was so brilliant. If you could watch the video, a little bit of funky humor, but not inappropriate, but just, it's Chris Pratt. He's goofy. But he had like 10 points, and it was so brilliantly made out, like laid out, that every seed just sank. And he mixed a little humor in there, and it was like, I don't think people knew what to do. Because then he's practically just preaching. The next thing you know, he makes a silly joke, and he just drops another bomb. And he goes like, and he was giving kids advice. And then basically his message in the end was, there is a God, and he loves you. And, and it was like, this is like Nickelodeon, Chris Pratt, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy. Anyway, other actors. Then there's this guy uh, who I'd never really listened to the music. I was out of the way out of the loop. But this guy, Kanye West. How many heard of what God's doing with Kanye West? I'm not preaching Hollywood this morning, but I'm saying God is moving in a way that's tangible in our world right now, that if we're looking for it, we're going to see it. This guy, Kanye West, okay, this guy's been born again. And there are people looking at him that don't believe it. It's, Christians don't believe it. And non-Christians don't all believe it. But I'm looking at this man, and I'm like, this man's a new creation. And the fact is, it doesn't matter. Like, I'm praying for him, you know. Touch him, Lord. But listen, here's some of the things that he just said. This guy, first of all, this guy was so humanistic and so self-absorbed that he actually was this close from kind of referring to himself as a god. Like when he would talk about himself, like I would be like, that is so, oh, I'm afraid for you, that level of arrogance. You know what I mean? You can be arrogant, but it was, it was scary before. And now... He's talking about Jesus. He just came out with an album called Jesus is King. It's like, yeah, and the, the music, like the, 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 the entertainment world and everything, they're not, they don't know what to do with it, and some of them flat out don't really like it, I think. But he's got the most to lose out of anybody, and this guy's preaching. Listen to what he just said. He said, uh, he said let me see if I find that quote. Oh, I wrote it in my journal. He said, um, I know what it is. I'll just quote it. He said, when you lose the fear, what did he say? Uh, I know. Is it the fear? Sorry. Hallelujah. Come on, sing a song with me. Just kidding. Because I'm just going to mess it up. Oh, here it is. Here it is. If you lose the love and fear of God, then you invite the love and fear of everything else. This man is preaching more clearly. He got, he got asked. He was on a... I'm not preaching Kanye West. I'm saying God is doing a new thing. Will we not perceive it? Will we not stare into it like the sun and let it absorb us and, and therefore, we get swept up into it and say, God, and then, and then what happens? We're a conduit here in Trinity County for what God is doing on the earth. 
I was listening to an interview with this guy. It's the last thing I'm going to say about Kanye for now. But the humility, too, like the, the when I hear him speak, I'm like, I love hearing this guy talk now. Because he's been like, before I was like, oh, now I'm like, man, this guy says, Kanye, he goes, what if there's some people who are like, I don't believe it. He was this way yesterday. Now he's like this. I don't believe it. What do you say? And I'm thinking, well, what do you think a new creation is? That's what it looks like. That's what it looked like for me. I was one way one day, and I was different the next. And Kanye says, such wisdom's flowing. He goes, well, when you're asleep, would you agree that that's one state? And then when you're awake, is that another state? This is, this is the awakening. You know what he was saying? I was asleep, and now I'm awake. I was dead, now I'm alive. I've been born again. I'm a new creation. Anyway, this guy is preaching. And, um, and uh, so fun. And, so, and, and another thing has happened in recent days. There are passing of generals. Just give me three minutes. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to close this up. With the passing of generals of the past, right? Billy Graham just passed on not too long ago. Reinhard Bonnke just passed. I don't know who's ever won more souls. I don't know who's populated heaven more than, than Reinhard. Just an incredible, courageous man for the gospel. But you know what I've been seeing? Evangelists are popping up everywhere. I mean, for every general that's passed, I don't know if there's hundreds that are rising up now. And I just really, I just hear the Lord in these days as these generals are passing on. There's like a call going out to the whole church. And he's just saying, who can I send? Who will go for me? Because God is about reaching the lost. Get the word out. A friend of mine was just preaching a powerful message, and I love this. I'm just going to release it to us. He said, He said, not all of us are called to be evangelists, but we're all called to be a witness. Isn't that good? You don't have to be a good preacher. You don't have to be an evangelist. You don't ever have to preach crusades. But every believer is a light to the world, a witness. And that the way we live and the hope we have, is, is a light to people that they will look at you and say, what is it? What's different about you? People will ask. We don't, we're not all, we don't have to be evangelists, but we're all called to be a witness. By the way, do you know, side note, did you know that word witness, right? Receive the Holy Spirit, be my witnesses. Do you know that word witness? <laughs> I really encourage you. Does anybody know what it means? It means martyr. Yay, God. And, and so, yeah, I'm like, all right. Yeah, but, you know, but, but, I, but when you study that, like, the, the thing is, it's not that everyone is literally going to die a physical death for the gospel. It is the life of a martyr that says, my life is not my own. I live as a witness of another. 
And so in a sense, I am already a martyr. That's what the Holy Spirit does in our life. Okay, moving on. So Lord, give us eyes to see the fresh thing that you're doing so we can have vision for the future. Future involves vision. Do you realize when you're not looking forward at a vision, do you know what you want to do? You, you look back to the last place that felt pretty good and then you try to settle. But the thing is that you can't ever go back. So that you just kind of go back and, you, and then it's just the good old days. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's a part of Behold, I Do a New Thing, where the Lord is saying, are you up for another adventure? Are you ready to dream again? Do you still have it in you to dream one more dream? To take one more journey? You know what? To take one more, to to get some fresh faith, some fresh grace in your life, some fresh fire in your heart, you know? And God is saying, don't worry about the fire. I got the fire. Just if we, we, are you willing to look at what I'm doing? This is what I love. I'm doing something. Will you look at it? Yes. Show me where it's at. Here it is. Okay. I want to be a part of that. Good. Here's the fire. If you need the fire, he's got the fire. If you need the faith, he's got the faith. If you need grace, he's got the grace. If you need passion, he's passionate. If you need love, he's love. Like, you know, and all he's looking for is a yes. And I'm going to have to repeat this next part later at probably the next time that, that we're together and I'm here at this pulpit. But um, I, I won't do this justice, but just to cast vision um, for us is that, um, you know, we're, we believe that we are in, well, the Lord's really spoken to our hearts. I'll say it that way. That's why we believe it. And that we are really in uh, a season of building here. And when I say building, I just mean we are we're building. There's building. We're building with God. We're building in the ministry. We're building to facilitate and to steward what it is God wants to do here in Trinity County. And so we're and so one of the things that God has put on our hearts and and pointed to for us is the young people of Weaverville and Trinity County. There's 400 kids at the high school. 400. 400. I'm like, that's so many kids. And they all really actually want Jesus. That thing in there that they're, that they're looking, that they're filling with something, they're craving the king. They just don't know it. The other thing is the children. Because we believe that there's a harvest on the earth. And, and so... So here's the thing. You know what? You can't create a harvest. You can just be willing to be a worker in it. This is the good news. Right? Remember they were casting the nets? They're like, this is what we can do. We can throw nets. We can throw them all night and not catch anything. But the Lord sees in when he goes, all right, ready? Throw that net. Bam. More than they could hold. That's how it works with God. We are, he's looking for faithful yeses. And the fruit comes from God. And so one of the things that this requires is when you want to build with God is that we want to hear what he's doing, what he's and it takes time because we're building for the long haul. So we're not being we're not, you know what I mean? So so we're patient together, but ready to step. And so the things that we're taking action on right now, one of the things is that God is 
is so so what happens is we look for the word of the Lord and the open doors. This is how you build with God. And then you go, okay, how can I steward what it is you're giving to us? And one of the things God's given to us right now is a greater open door in the soup kitchen. And it's a practical way for us to serve our community. So if you, if you want to get involved in that, please talk to Shelly. We need help. We've got two weeks now instead of one. There was some, someone couldn't do it anymore, and we said, we'll do it. We'll do it because this is an important ministry and service to our community. So if you want to come, it's literally like two hours. You know, so if you're working, you're working. But if you're free, you can come down. And it's, it's awesome. We go down there. We, you know, you serve the food. You get to pray for people. You meet physical needs so that you can plant an eternal seed. More to come on that, but the Lord's really speaking to us about how to expand that here in this location in, in Weaverville itself. All right? So, so, so you're hearing what I'm saying? That God is showing us steps to take, and we just take, this is what you do. Well, what about that? What about this? Well, I know. There's everything. The whole world needs, right? But what I want to do is I want to do what he's doing, and I want to be doing it when he's showing me it's time to do that. That's what we want to be doing, right? Because remember, I can run out and try to do something and go, God, I hope you're going to come over here and bless what I'm doing. That's one way. The other way is, wait, did you say you're doing something? What is it? I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm going to do, it's called obedience. I'm going to do what you're doing. I noticed you're successful. When you set out to create the universe, I noticed you succeeded. I better have you stand so you feel like it's closing now. We stand. No, I'm kidding. That's it. Thank you. One of the things as well that one thing that's never going to stop is that the, one of the ways we partner with God is prayer. I believe that when we pray with God, that's where everything actually that's where fruit comes from. Right? Fruit is born out of intimacy, and prayer is an intimate connection with God. And so when we come together in times of prayer, corporate prayer, that individual prayer, corporate prayer, it's all prayer, but that's the place where things are conceived. And then out of that place, I feel the anointing so strong in here right now. Thank you for your presence, God. And we confess before you, God, that without you, we can do nothing. It is not a, oh, I mean, we can't prove ourselves, God. Without you, we can do nothing. But this power and this grace that we feel in the room this morning, that's you. And God, you, you got a heart for your county more than we could ever hope. And I hope, God, I pray, this is what I pray for us. Let's just begin to, let's just pray together in this. Would you agree with me? God, I pray, I give you my eyes, I give you my ears my hands, my feet, my heart. God, I pray that you will show me what you see. That I want to hear what you hear. God, I, I want to feel what you feel. I give you my heart. I give you my emotions. God, I want to know what you think. And I want those passions to become my passions. 
And I want those thoughts to become my thoughts. And I want your words to become my words. And, and we say yes to you in this new season. So favor just to continue to build our children's ministry. Whatever you see now is not what it will be. That's what you really need to know. And we're building together. So what we need is it's a call to rally. You know what I'm saying? Rally. We're all in the game. And so it's a call to rally and to pray together and to believe God together and to lean forward together and to shine together and to steward together. But ultimately, we're just saying yes to you, Lord, in 2020. In this first um, service here at Mountain Chapel of the Decade, we pray you'd mark us right now. You mark us right now for a new decade. We honor you. We honor you. Yeah, we bless the places of fellowship, the transformation group, the tea group, the home groups, the gatherings. Thank you, God. Thank you for what you're doing in your body. That you're building in a way to host increase. And it, and so, um, uh, let's just do something. Let's just do something weird. Um, Ah, uh, it's not that weird. Just go ahead and put your eyes, your hands on your eyes if you would. If you want to, if you don't, you know, you're a free person. But, um, Lord, anoint my eyes with holy eye salve. Wow. <laughs> Thank you for giving us sight. Lord, put, I just, I'm going to put my hands on my ears right now. Lord, Isaiah 50, verse 4, God, that you tune my ears to your voice even more. Oh, I'm going to touch my heart. God, that my heart would crave you like never before. Personal revival, a flame in the heart. Yeah. And bind us together. In Jesus' name. Thank you. Amen. God bless you.